Hey, welcome to Lead a Life in Common. I'm Mary Bicknell, former psychotherapist and sales training turned business success coach for female entrepreneurs and business owners ready to jump off that plateau, my friends, smash through your income ceiling and simplify every single thing in your life and business so you can have some time back. Yeah. Remember that free time? That's why you started your business in the first place. So you could do all the other kind of cool stuff of life. So maybe you're here because you need to tweak your marketing, your selling or your offer. Maybe it's time to self-stop sabotaging, dump the fear, up-level your mindset, and allow yourself to make all the money you crave while living out your purpose. If you're ready to make everything simpler, get more productive, have more free time, and truly lead a life uncommon, this is your go-to podcast. Weekly biz bites, deep dives, and interviews will ensure you're going to get the answers. Ready? Let's go. How are you? Today is part three of a three-part process. Good to see you. Today is going to be so much fun. I'm so looking forward to sharing this concept about client attraction. So welcome. This is part two of a three-part masterclass all on simplifying your business. Last time we spoke, we talked about your offer. And this is something that needs to be evaluated at every stage of your business, whether you're baby brand new or you are, have already sold tens of thousands, millions of dollars. We need to make sure that we are looking at and ensuring that we have an offer that is a now offer. In other words, the client needs it today, not tomorrow, today, that the results that they desire outweigh any of their objections, the promise of that result. And, um, that W stands for they're willing and wanting to not only do the work, but pay for it, right? We want the clients that are like all in. So that's a now offer. There's four pieces. There's really three core pieces. I talk about the, um, the uh, return on investment is critical. And I like to think of it more as a lifetime return on investment. So are you ensuring that you have the ROI? So if you missed that masterclass, I explain in detail why the lifetime return on investment and making sure that's addressed inside your offer will be the difference between you having an 80% close, having pe more people say yes. And the next masterclass, part three, we will be talking about your sales calls. And so once you define an offer and design a really valuable now offer that people are like, yes, right? They're like, they want it now. Today, we're talking about how to attract them. And then once you've attracted them, you've got to be able to close them, right? You've got to be able to sell them. We're in business to make money. And yes, we're here to help people. That's a given. But we're also here to make sure that we are profitable, sustainable. Otherwise, get a job right? We just need to get a job. So I'm Mary Bicknell. Nice to see you. I am a business success coaching consultant for women-owned businesses small business entrepreneurs, service providers. In other words, you are smart, brilliant, and amazing, and you're providing a service. And frequently what happens, and just give me a high five if you're watching live, and I can see you over on Zoom and over on Facebook. And of course, if you're listening to this on the podcast or over on YouTube, comment. Um, but here's the deal. As service providers, a lot of us we're never trained on business development, let alone marketing and sales. And we want to do the work, right? We want to do the work with the clients. We don't like the idea that we actually have to go out and sell ourselves. As women, that's frowned upon, right? We are not taught as women to be self-promoting. 
to be bragging. And what happens is when we are showing up, no matter how much education, no matter how much you've got the secret to, you know, whatever it is to solve your client's problem, the issue becomes, excuse me, is we, you know, we have some hesitancy a lot of times. My job, I want to help you fall in love with marketing, selling, and showing up. And part of that is all your mindset stuff. So if you're listening and I even say anything like client attraction, lead generation, marketing, and you're like, oh God, or when I'm saying join us next masterclass for part three, when we're talking about enrolling and selling your clients. And if you're having a reaction to that, my friend, what's happening is you are falling prey to your mindset fears. And, and you know that you are, and if you've not sold, if you've not been selling like you want to, you've not been making the income, you have, you're stagnant on your prices. And again, this is at every level and every industry, every level and sorry, every level and every industry. So I was talking to someone literally this morning, she does logistics. So that's like, um, the operations of a business, like payroll, HR, looking at all the data. She loves that. She's like a numbers person. A lot of times we're either a numbers person or we're not. Who can agree with that, right? She loves that. Her her issue is she doesn't market herself. She doesn't go out and say, hey, I'm an expert over here and helping your back end of your company save more money get refined, you know, and it's because worrying about, uh, am I saying the right thing? All of the things. And we're going to be talking about that. So let's get right to it. Um, I'm pulling up my notes for you. So I've talked a lot about, you need to evaluate. I'm going to reiterate this. You need to have a, it, what is helpful? What is most helpful for you? Let me rephrase that. Cause I know that people don't like, you need to do that. So, okay. So I'm going to encourage you that core, that at the end of your day, you take a couple of minutes and just think about what you've done and write that down. But at the end of the week, spend a half hour and really think about evaluating what have you done in your business to move you forward? Really look at how many people have I spoken with? What have I done to talk to people? What have I done to collaborate? Of course, monthly and then quarterly and then yearly. We must be in this constant flow of evaluating our business. What went great? What didn't go great? And what would you do differently? We need to constantly be doing this. One, it takes us out of anything that's emotional. Anything that's like, oh, I'm not good enough or I have imposter syndrome or I don't want to fire that person. It takes us out of it. When you think about the mission of your business and how you can serve your best client, your job, I believe, as the CEO of your company is to constantly prune and simplify everything for your client and for yourself. When you are more relieved, right? When you're less stressed, when you have simplified systems, and today we're talking about simplified client attraction or marketing it makes it less stressful for you. Guess what? When you're less stressed, when you are enjoying your business and when you can predict more outcomes in your business, let me ask you right now, do you believe that if you could predict outcomes and money and profit and you could simplify your business, 
so that it was starting to run like an ATM, like a money-making machine. I want you to ask yourself right now, would I feel less stressed? It's a yes or no question. And the next question I want to ask to you is, do you believe that if you could simplify your business, turn it into a profitable ATM machine, only working with the best clients, and you didn't have to think so much about what to do next, do you think you would have more time? You know, most of my clients, they, they're making money. They could live on what they're, they're making. It might not be as much as they want. You know what they want more of? They want more free time and significantly, significantly less stress. Part of that is going to come from effective marketing. So every industry, whether you're an attorney, whether you're a chiropractor, whether you are logistics like her, whether you're a therapist, whether you're a clinician, whether you are a consultant, whether whatever service you are in, whether you're a practitioner, whether you do something holistically, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a PhD, whether, whether you're a nutritionist, anyone who provides a service you can simplify that. And you can't, typically what happens is you're, you're mired in your own weeds and you can't see it. You've grounded out, you've skinned your knees, you go, 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 and you've hit a certain level. And if you've not been evaluating for evolution the whole time, for simplification and improvement the whole time, which most people, I'm going to tell you, they haven't. That's why I've got a business. Let me ask you right now, ask yourself, how much have you actually evaluated your own business to make improvements? consistency, consistently, like religiously, like your whole business depends on it. Most people don't. I've had clients with that have $15 million a year business, $3 million a year business. And I'm like, what's the process here to evaluate your client attraction, your marketing? Here's what they say. Some of them are like, oh, we just, you know, I don't know how I find clients. They just come to me. Or, um, I talk to them about, here's the three things we're going to talk about today, right? Three assets that you really need to start thinking about when you're thinking about client attraction, <clears throat> networking with people and networking. This is online and offline. But when I mean networking, I just don't necessarily mean that chicken lunch. I mean, what people in your industry can you collaborate with? Could you get in front of their audience? If somebody has your ideal audience, how can you get in front of that audience? How can you network with people in, in other words, so that you can support them? And see, when you already have an established business, you've already got the chops. It's sometimes more difficult when people are new. They're nervous about like, oh, what do I have to offer somebody? How can I collaborate? How can I network with them? But those of you who have established businesses, and you've got proof of concept here, you really need to think seriously about your networking and building your connected community. But we're gonna talk about networking, speaking, and advertisement specifically today as far as your um, client attraction methodology. So once you have your solid business, it's like, here's the next piece of the puzzle. Are you really present to be the face of your business or are you the doer in your business? You know, most, most people, we start out more what I call the finder, minder, and grinder, right? We got to find the clients who are grinding out all the work. And then we got to mind the store to make sure everything doesn't fall off, right? The wheels don't fall off. But there comes a moment when you have to hire people, hire better people. Maybe you already have people. Do you evaluate those people? Are they making you money? 
Are they giving you freedom? Are they giving you relief? If not, that's a problem. So if that's a problem, then you, the question becomes, how present can you be then to your own client attraction, to your own marketing? Are you the face of your business? Most of you are service providers. We are the face of our business. We're the talent, so to speak, right? We're the talent that people want to invest in. And sometimes what happens is when we're, when we're not really doing a great job marketing, we offload that. We hire a contractor, we hire a, some, somebody else to do the work before, before we've even um, before we have even mastered it. Okay. So I want to ask you, are you offloading it? And offloading could be like copywriters, salespeople, you know, you're sending your team out. That's fine. If you're at a point where your team is as good as you or better, we always want to hire a team that's better than us. How many times have you invested in something only to discover you're actually not going to talk to the guru, the person who knows everything, the person that you actually bought into, if you will. And that somebody else is helping you. That can be that can be okay for a moment. That can be okay if you, as the face of your business, when you're bringing people in, they know that that's part of your process. So that's something to really consider. Okay. So there's two ways. Really, this is your meat here. Ready? There's two things that you really need to focus on when you're thinking about client attraction. There's only two things related to client attraction. One is time, one is money. So time being your most valuable asset, simplifying your entire business and refining these symptoms, these systems, or the seven pillars. I have seven pillars that I work with with clients to evaluate their entire business. You want to get your time back. So that means everything needs to be improved. Everything needs to be improved. The more time you have, then you can think outside the box. Once you have your client attraction mechanism coming, and you've simplified that, now you have more time to find other opportunities. So time is the greatest asset. And money. So when we think about money, we're thinking about advertisement. So time on the beginning or as you're growing and really all the time is that networking. How much time does it take for you to network? How much time does it take for you to be online and offline? How much time might it take for you to engage locally? And then speaking, speaking is time and money. Okay. But let's look at the numbers with us. If I, and I'll give you my numbers actually about speaking, but let me just give you this example. If I am speaking now, look, there's a million local events, wherever you live. I don't care if you live in Podunk anywhere, you can find within the three hour radius of your home, small venues. Some, one of my clients just told me today that she got a lunch and learn. So she now is going to, for about an hour, so that's her time. She's going to go sit in front of 23 people and talk about her business. So she's making the connections in real time. She's collaborating. She's networking. She's looking for other opportunities, not to mention clients. So yes, is it taking a little bit of her time? Certainly. And does it cost money? You know, she's got to drive. Like, so there's a little bit of that. But for example, I've spoken all over the country. So when I fly somewhere to speak, I'll stay a night or two. One, just because I like to be there. I'll find a, a nice spa or a nice dinner, or I'll connect with the client that lives wherever or a potential client. Um, so I'm, I'm using that time effectively. 
So sure, sure. Is it going to cost me money? Yes, of course it's going to cost me money. Sometimes you get paid for speaking, but right now I'm talking about speaking for quote free. So you go and you speak and you're in front of an audience. I've spoken in front of the largest audience to date is over 750 women. So I flew down to San Francisco. I stayed out. It was Mother's Day weekend pre-COVID, right? Stayed down there. I brought my family down. I think it was like a grand for the weekend because all of us were there and we rented bikes, et cetera. $40,000 client out of that. One client, big business, big company that I went into. One client, $1,000 investment, my time flying down there, spending a couple of days, work in the room, and then speaking on the stage to have a $40,000 client. So it was time and money. Here's my biggest point. You've got to invest both of those things ultimately to have a successful business. I want to also offer to you that getting in, speaking live now and speaking in person and networking in person, people are craving that. As much as it's important to still create what I call your value vault, like you still need social media because people sniff you out. So you must show up with your authority in your niche and invest some time sharing your brilliance on whatever social media platform that you want, like LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, like pick one, YouTube, Pinterest, I don't even know the other ones out there. So I don't, I can't help you with that. Um, but you need to show up because people will look for you. Now they may or may not look at a website, but they're certainly going to look at your social media. So making sure that you're showing up with relevant information for them. So that's also compounding your client attraction. So that's an investment of time. Let me give you an example for travel. Okay. Or excuse me for speaking. I held 11 speaking engagements, 11. Okay, just 11 one year. It was over $200,000 in new business. Of course, I built my email list. I added to my email list. So I was able to nurture people. One client showed up. I want to say, say it was like two or three years after I spoke. That happens frequently, right? Where somebody meets you. And, and as long as you are nurturing them, you're continuing to show up with your wisdom, your brilliance. And when that not now moment happens for them, they're all in. Okay. Now I want you to think about ads. So we talked about speaking. So let's play this out a little bit more speaking. You create a talk and I can help you with this, by the way, this is one of the things that I'd be doing with this upcoming small, small, intimate tactic, very tactic, um, tactics. Speaking is the tactic. Um, client attractions, small group. I'm, my fingers are in there with you, creating a talk, getting yourself booked. And we're going to talk about Facebook ads, but, um, speaking locally helps you also refine what you're saying. Now, look, here's the truth. I've worked with clients. They've had their businesses for years. They've sta they're stagnant. They've hit an income ceiling. They've kind of hit the wall. They're doing too much. We've gone in and created a talk and put them in front of their industry on a stage in front of like hundreds of people as an industry leader, and it changes the game. And I'm going to tell you the truth. It helps them sharpen their message, right? Because sometimes you get to the point where you're like, I've been doing this for so long, but then you hit the income ceiling and, and you blame it on the economy and this and that. When in reality, you've gotten a little stagnant. You've gotten a little lax. You're not like keeping up sharp, evaluating. What are you saying? What are you saying? How can you improve? 
How is your talk relevant today compared to three years, but compared to pre-COVID? We need to talk differently. We need to show up differently online and off, period. COVID has changed the game for most of us, okay? So speaking, and it's pretty easy. Here's the easy part. Let's just pick, let's say you're an attorney, okay? And I'll, I'll play, I'll give you a couple examples so that you can all relate. Let's say you're an attorney and you, um, hopefully you've niched down people. Hello, you've niched down. As a service provider, you've niched down. So let's just say you're an attorney for divorced women. Like that's your area. You specialize in helping women, you know, make sure they're not screwed in their divorce. Now, where can you go and do a talk on that? There's a lot of places, okay? There's a lot of places that have women that you can stand in front of. Now, not necessarily divorced women, but I want you to think about it. Half of the world gets divorced. So it may not be her now problem, but it could be her future problem. So you're like, well, Mary, if somebody is specializing in divorced women, like what would I even talk about if I was like talking in front of like a, you know, um, a dentist or in front of like a um, entrepreneur networking event or something like that. Here it is. Here's the simple part. What do you think partly an attorney is helping that client do? Feel better about herself. Now, I'm not saying she's life coaching her, but she's empowering her. She's saying, this is what you're going to get. Let's stand strong. Don't waver. Okay. So what happens is, is she's standing up talking about confidence. So that's one piece of the puzzle. How can she collaborate? Where are other places that um, this a divorce attorney can make connections? So I want you to think about this, whether or not you are a chiropractor or you are a holistic practitioner or you're a life coach or whatever service you are in, the key things that most people need support around are they need help thinking differently. They need help thinking, yeah, you can do it. So. Keep talk- I could keep talking about that because I love designing talks with people around their niche. It's so much fun, okay? Let me give you mine, okay, just so for background. So one of my programs that I work with with my clients is called the Big Bold Life and Biz Plan. Guess what the name of my talk is, the Big Bold Life and Biz Plan? What do I talk about? I talk about different um, lessons within my program. I talk- So inside my program, I have the big dream breakthrough, the big mindset breakthrough, block, big money block breakthrough, and we t- and that's what I talk about with women. So as a business success consultant and coach, if I'm in front of business female business owners, whether I'm speaking at an industry specific, I've spoken in women in trucking, right? So I I've had women who own trucking companies. But here is the truth: as women business owners, it's all the same. We want to feel good about ourselves. We want to be the leader. We want to have better boundaries. We want to say yes instead of, you know, and and say yes to opportunities and no to things that, so we're all the same. Write this down. What's personal is universal. What's personal is universal. So if you're giving me the yell but in your head, yeah, but Mary, this is my specialty niche, then you're missing the reality of what most human beings want. Most human beings don't want to be, they're afraid of being judged, fear of judgment. A lot of women have imposter syndrome. A lot of women say they're the yes girl, the nice girl. They may be super confident in actually the delivery of their work, but they don't necessarily have the confidence when it comes to client attraction, 
or whatever it is that you do. Okay. So that's speaking. Speaking gives you, like, I could go on and on and on about speaking. This is what we're going to be doing in this small group that's coming up. If you're interested in finding more about it, you need to call me directly, marybicknell.com slash call with Mary, and we will be talking about it. Whenever you're listening to this, we will be starting within a few weeks. So some of you are going to be listening to this in the replay. Know that there are several of these groups that are coming. Okay. I love speaking and I want to help you master the art of speaking. I think that hiding behind our computers a lot, although it's important for us to connect online as well, frankly, I've discovered how much of an out it is for people. They just get stuck behind their computer and they never go talk to a live human being. I'm sure all my clients are tired of me always like, how many live human beings have you talked to this week? It's all the numbers also. Okay, next. So we talked about time and money. We've talked about speaking, networking, and now we're going to talk about ads. And so when you think about ads, I want you to think about ads in general. Here's a twist. Okay, you ready? Pay attention. This is a writer downer. I want you to start thinking about advertisement as a team member. What happens is so often people get really overwhelmed with like, I don't want to spend any money on ads. And as opposed to you're a business, businesses have team members, businesses have employees or contractors. Advertisement is like my best team member. I, I have spent tons of money on ads and it is giving me seven figures in return. Now, thinking about advertising as a team member, you're paying a team member to bring you clients. So I like to teach my private clients and my elite clients that every team member needs to start off by 4Xing their pay. Okay. So in other words, every dollar I pay my team, like um, people on my team, besides Facebook ads, right? People on my team, what I pay them, I have an expectation is they're 4Xing their, the rate of that I'm paying them. 4Xing. So let me give it to you like this. For every dollar you put into advertisement, whether it's YouTube ads, Google ads, LinkedIn ads, Facebook ads, Pinterest ads, TikTok ads, like all the ads, whatever you put in $1 in, your goal ultimately is the, a minimum of $4 out. Now there's times I've run ads and I get $10 out and I just pour way more money on it, right? $1 in, $4 out. In other words, if you invested $10,000, you would get 40 grand out of it. It's no different than if you're paying one of your team members $25 an hour, they need to be recouping the equivalent of $100 an hour. So they might be saving you time. They might be bringing in clients. They might be simplifying your business. So your team, your staff should be 4Xing. This is how I look at it. Ready? Write this down because this is a little more advanced than I usually talk about live, but that's okay. So your team member needs to be paying for their current work, whatever they're actually doing. They need the, these are the four X's, ready? One is paying for their current work, okay? Two is paying for the time that they weren't recouping a four X as you were ramping up and training them, right? Because we all know there's a little bit of time when you're training someone, even if somebody's really great and you hired them to be great and know stuff, when they come in, it's your company. They're gonna have to learn some new things, okay? Then there's your profit your money in your pocket. And then the fourth is 
future investments. So I want you to think about it with Facebook ads. I'll just use that as an example. In the beginning, when you're doing Facebook ads, the truth of the matter is you don't know what the hell you're doing, right? You don't know what you're doing. And so it's going to take some refining. This is why I talk about, are you evaluating? So are you looking at the numbers? Are you looking at your copy? Are you looking at your conversions? Are you looking at the data? The data tells the story. The data is your team member as well. It's telling you the information required to make improvements. Okay. So when you are looking at Facebook ads in the beginning or what ads, it's going to take some time to ramp up. You have to fine tune it. You might have to tweak it. You might have to do a different image, a different headline. It's going to take a little while. It's going to take a little time. It's going to take a little money, but when that catches, oh my God, that's the difference. So every business I believe needs to be running ads. Think about it. Like, just think about it. Instead of you spending all kinds of time online, online and doing a ton of connection, maybe that's your only way. Okay. Or even networking. Like, I think it's this triad speaking. Actually, it's the hybrid marketing um, system that I'm talking about, which is high touch, which includes speaking and um, networking, ads and automation right? All of this needs to be automated ultimately. But right now we're talking about, think about instead of you having to go three times a week to some chicken lunch, spending God knows 20 hours, 30 hours, 40 hours online, trying to connect with people. Imagine instead investing some of that time and some money to refine your Facebook ads or your YouTube ads or whatever ads so that that team member is working for you. So I hope that paradigm shift is helpful. Okay. It's just like if you hired an assistant or another assistant or a project manager, you're looking at knowing it's going to take them 90 days to ramp up and you're paying them a salary for 90 days before maybe you can take your hand off the wheel. Okay. Once you have your advertising that is bringing in and doing that 4X minimum, Oh my God, this is an asset, you guys. This is an asset. I want you to think about where now can you actually pay attention? Where can you invest a dollar and get $4 out? It's not the stock market right now, I can assure you. So your advertisement, once it's dialed in and it's producing, it is an, a money-making asset. So it's worth the investment on the front end. Now, here's one of the things that I talked to, like this woman I talked to today, this is what was her worry when we were talking about her business structures and mapping out a system for her and really talking about Facebook ads. Here was her concern. I'm curious if this is ever yours. Her concern was, oh my God, if it really starts forexing, Mary, well, how am I going to handle all those people and all those clients? So let me ask you right now, would you prefer to have the worry of where the hell are the clients or the, or fixing and creating a solution for, oh my God, my Facebook ads, my ads are working. And I have so many potential clients who are wanting to work with me, which would you prefer? So when we did, when we did that little shift, she was like, oh, and I'm like, you're a systems person. So you would define, you would design a new system to allow people to come in, or you're going to have people on a wait list for God's sake. How can you create that infrastructure to serve your clients? 
see what happens is then sometimes this is the tricky part of your brain. It's like, I don't really want to spend money on ads because if I spend money on ads and I bring in too many people, then I'm going to turn people away. I'm going to make them unhappy and I'm going to be turning money away. And I'm like, well, if you weren't going to sign them or you, you're, you weren't going to make that money anyhow. And the goal here is that we're not turning away the wrong client. We want your best client. We always say yes to your best client. Even if it means, yes, I can work with you in two months. Yes, put a deposit down now to hold your spot. I want you to consistently think about client attraction is you are simply tapping in to the current demand that is already present. Your job through speaking, networking, and advertisement is to learn the art of speaking in a way that you, your ideal client who is already in, looking for you, there's, they're looking. So they are part of already the demand for what you offer. You're learning to say it in a way that they're like, oh, I hear you now. I hear you. That's it. That's it. We're refining what we're saying. We're getting better at it. This is why you must evaluate it. So if you don't have a client attraction system, and so some people call it a marketing plan, a lead generation, a funnel, a pipeline, a client journey, all of these are the same language, friends, for client attraction. Okay. Um, yeah. So one of, you know, worrying about, I'm going to have to say no to people really, that's not focused on growth. That's focused on stagnation. You, you should be looking to solve the problem of too many clients. Now, here's the thing. If you're out there and you're doing quote, quote, and I'm air quoting, doing client attraction, and you're not getting the results, I want to offer to you, are you actually saying the, and here's some of the things that you need to be focused on. Are you really clear on what your ideal client problem, your best client, what their problem is? Today, not when you started your business, but now today, are you consistently looking at what is her problem? Has it changed? Has her fears changed? What is her emotional state? I don't know about you, but I know that a lot of times clients will come to me. I might have to adjust my message and talk about what's happening in the world. You know, when it was COVID, it's like how to go online. Now I'm, I'm speaking a lot about how to do speaking gigs. And I talked a lot about that before COVID. I'm talking to you now about speaking and networking and Facebook ads to have this triad of the powerful client attraction methodology. So if you're not getting the, um, the results, here's some questions that you want to evaluate. Okay. How many live people have I spoken to today? live human beings. And I'm not saying that they have to be your perfect ideal client. I'm like, for real, how much are you as a service provider actually engaged with other human beings? Finding out, well, what do they do? Who's their ideal client and conveying your best client. Here's what I do. Here's the problem that I solve. Here's the result that I can guarantee. This is my best client. Tell me who, what problem you solve, what's the result that you guarantee, and who is your best client. And so I know whether I know that. Are you in that daily work? Because if you're not doing that and you're just sitting behind your computer, that's a problem. 
Equally, it's a problem if you're just running Facebook ads and your Facebook ads or whatever ads have lost their converting power. Are you, re are you looking at the copy? Are you tweaking the copy? Are you adjusting it for current day, for what's happening now? And lastly, if you're if you have fears about speaking on stages, I want to press your time buttons, okay? I want you to imagine right now that you want to be the authority in your niche. And if you could just do 11 speaking gigs like I did and get in front of thousands of people. But let's even play it smaller. Let's do this. Let's say that your offer is $20,000 and it could be 100 grand or $5,000, whatever it is, plug in your numbers, okay? <clears throat> you go do 12 speaking gigs. You don't even get paid from it. This is called um, speak for free where you get paid on the back end. Okay. Um, this is not keynote speaking. That's another methodology, but that's not what I'm talking about today. So let's say that once a month, just once a month, you spoke in front of 50 people. Okay. On average, maybe sometimes it's a hundred people. Other times it's 10 people, but on average, let's say it's 50 people a month. Maybe you speak twice. So it's really 25 and 25. And then one time you get, you're in a conference and it's like 300 people in your room. But let's just say on average, 50 people, 50 times 12 is 600 live human beings who got to see you in your pantyhose and your, your cute pumps. You got to see your beautiful smile and shaking your hand. They were taking notes and you were reading the room and you were nodding and you're aha. And if you're listening to the recording through audio, I'm gesticulating all over the place. I'm nodding, I'm waving, I'm pointing because you're engaged with like live human beings. So you have 50 people a month, 600 people a year. Let's get into truth here. Is it realistic for you to just convert? Let's just say 5% of those people, 5% not 50%, let's say out of 600 people, 30 people become clients, just 5%. Let's say your offer is 20 grand. That's 30 times 20 grand. That's $600,000. But let's just chop that in half. Let's say you spoke in front of 50 people a month, 600 people, and only 3% of those people converted. Out of 600 people, 18 people were like, oh my God, Mary Bucknell, you rock and roll. 18 people times 20,000 people, do the math in your head, 360,000 people. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, you've got your Facebook ads running, your YouTube ads running, and other client attraction mechanisms to get you to that 500,000, 700,000, million dollar plus. And then you're dialing it in. Maybe you're increasing your rates. Maybe you're off, you create a new offer. Again, I want to really press you on this because sometimes people are like, I don't know what I was making. Let's just play this out even more. 12 times a year, let's say it cost you $1,000 to travel and you were gone two nights, <clears throat> but it eliminated half or more of the time you spend DMing people and being online. Would that be worth it? Let's say, let's cut everything in half. Half the people, it's only 300 live human beings that you're seeing eyeballs. Again, let's say 3% of those people, that's 10% is 30, 3% is nine, and you charge $20,000. 
this is all about you starting to look at your numbers. What is your offer? What are your own conversion rates? And how you can look at the return on investment on the time that you're spending networking, speaking, and Facebook ads. So with that, I'm going to pop over and see if there's any hands or any questions. Oh, I could talk about this all day. This is so much, so powerful, so powerful. When you master your lead generation, your client attraction, the next thing that you have to get great at, and we're going to talk about this, is enrolling clients. So next masterclass, part three, what we're going to be talking about is what I call this five-step process of the art of the ask. And when you have a sales call, so great, you've got this client attraction, you've got this killer offer, yay, high five to you. And yet... If you don't have a way to close those people and you're not really good at it, guess what's going to happen? It's going to feel like you're failing. So part of you mastering the art of your sales calls is this. If you have the, a great client attraction and you know these are your best clients, you're like, yes, 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 but I can't seem to quite close them. The, the most powerful, exciting news for you is the only thing then you need to get better at is your sales calls. When we talk next time in part three, we're going to talk about the conversion that I just talked about. Again, let's say you got in front of 600 people you only and you got on the calls and you closed 5%, five times 600 is 30 people. But let's say that was out of a hundred calls. That's only a 30% close. Let's say instead of a hundred calls, same talk, same number of people, on those out of a hundred calls in a year, by the way, I'm talking about a hundred calls through the entire year, you doubled your conversion. Like you got so much better instead of 30 clients, you had 60 potential clients. Now, some of you are like, I don't want to really work with 60 clients. Like put your own numbers in there. But the point here is when you've gotten a great offer, you've got great client attraction. The next piece of this puzzle is great selling. Because then you don't have to do any more going online, all of those things. The client attraction, your team member, right? The Facebook ads or you speaking is doing the work and you're just better at those calls. That's it. Let me tell you the truth. It's so much easier to make improvements on your sales calls. That's why it's part three of this conversation, these masterclasses, than the first two. The offer, you have to really refine it and your client attraction. That's going to take some tinkering. But you can go and make improvements more quickly with your sales calls than anything else. It could just be one or two things that you could say differently. That's how simple it can be. So my job is to help you simplify your business. And the simplest way is to actually, once you've got your client attraction dialed in, is improve your sales calls. Literally, it could be one or two things that you say differently that's the difference between 20% close rate and 50% close rate. Oh, I love talking about selling. I love talking about a sales call. I don't know about you, but I personally love to have sales calls because I am thrilled to work with my private clients. And I want to have a sales call with you. I want to get to know you. I want to be your business partner. I want to know if we're a good fit. Because if we're not a good fit, we're going to end that call like lickety split. But if we are a great fit, oh my gosh, what a great service that we're going to, I'm going to be able to provide for you. And what a massive transformation I know your life and business will be. Simplifying it, 
having more relief, more money, more time, like all the things that you went into business to have. So until next masterclass, this is Mary Bicknell. I will look forward to talking to you soon. Bye now. Hey, hey, I've got something special for you. Um, to get you back some of your time, to have an actual plan, pop over to marybicknell.com slash freebie. And the link is also in the show notes. Grab your blind spot breakthrough training. So this is an actual training that I recorded live in one of my programs. And what we're going to do is I'm going to help you bust through five blind spots that keep you from having every single thing that you want in your life and your business. You're going to work through these things. You're going to have ahas. You're going to learn what triggers these blind spots to show up. And we're going to create a plan to help you stop doing those things. So make sure when you're done, you send me an email and you let me know all your ahas and I'll see you on the inside. Oh, wait, don't forget, leave a comment and a five-star rating and I'll talk to you soon.